anyone not use the retention.com and you trigger a Clayto email, the person has to be logged in. They must be authenticated. Yes. Otherwise, there's no way for Clavio to match that to a person. They're anonymous until they're authenticated. And they, but how do you how do you authenticate? Well, they can authenticate by buying something, by signing up for your list, by logging in. Purchasing is far and away the largest way people get authenticated. As our privacy attorney phrased it, they are searching for a thesis to sue for pixel retargeting. In that sentence, it says. Something along the lines of, you know, we can help with this language. We have it. Let's say you're using our technology. We advise people to include something that's along the lines of, we may or may not take anonymous identifiers used in advertising, and we may or may not convert it into an email address if possible. And if we do, we may or may not contact you. If they accept that, there's not really much of a lawsuit there, right? Because like that, that ultimately, in my opinion, is where all this CCPA stuff is going. It's just making people really button up on consent. I guess your bio really is kind of like pitch about what retention.com is, kind of what, what the problem is and what you guys do. Yeah. So, so the overlying, the, the, sorry, the, the, the like pillar technology is identity. And it is specifically, it's identifying anonymous visitors to your site. And we started this company three and a half years ago. It was called Get Emails before it was called Retention.com. Uh, the product was very simply, like you would put a script on your site, somebody would hit your page, they would leave without filling out a form and we could resolve it to a highly deliverable email address. I used to own a company kind of like Clavio, but just very small and in a different space, but know a lot about email and know a lot about sort of how to clean that email in a way to where um, you, know, you can make it work. I personally had no idea that big Shopify stores would end up being who our ideal customer profile was. I thought it was going to be affiliate senders just because who sends this type of email, right? Like affiliate guys do. Turns out they couldn't make it work. Two and a half years in, guys like Chad from Diff, Ryan Pamplin from Blendjet, you know, uh, the Blissey, you know, Jeremy from Kitsch, right? Like they're all enthralled by this product that we have, they're sending their friends, they never churn. And like every single other sort of, you know, uh, customer type we had was just, you know, they tried for three months, it sounded great, then they'd stop using it. So then we're like, I was like, oh, man, like these big Shopify stores, like Wonderkind is doing this thing where they're helping people send more abandoned cart emails, and uh, triggered emails, they call it. So abandoned cart, abandoned product. You know, they do a price drop, a back in stock and a low stock, which the Shopify audience we found is not that interested in that. Uh, but we do abandoned cart, abandoned product view and abandoned checkout. And using the same technology, we were doing two things to these flows. One, we were sending it. So the problem that solves, by the way, which like most people don't know at all is you must be logged into the Shopify store to receive one of these abandoned cart emails, which is which is crazy because like who's logged? You know what I mean? Like who logs? Is that is that true? So anyone true. if we are not using retention.com and you trigger a Clayto email, the person has to be logged in. They must be authenticated. Yes. Otherwise, there's no way for Clavio to match that to a person. They're anonymous until they're authenticated. They can be authenticated they, wait, by buying how do you, something. How do you authenticate? Well, they can authenticate by buying something, by signing up for your list, by logging in. 
purchasing is far and away the largest way people get authenticated. Oh, um, got it. Okay. And then, and then they stay, you know, they used to stay for months, you know, they used to stay for a long time. And very recently that's turned into like seven days, right? Season three of Down to Chat is brought to you by Tapcart. We've chatted a bunch about Tapcart in the past, but they make it extremely easy to create an app that often sees higher conversion, higher ALV, higher LTV uh, from all the folks that use it. I wanted to briefly highlight our friends, Ron and Ash from Obvi. You've probably seen them on Twitter. They create a ton of magic with Obvi. Um, some stats that they've seen with Tapcart, 100% higher conversion rate in-app versus mobile web, 95% app user retention, 15 plus percent higher AOV in-app, and 1.5x transactions on-app for everyone on their website. If looking at these stats, their app has an impressive conversion rate uh, you know, on-app on versus mobile web, higher retention, higher AOV, all of which you know increase their LTV and overall revenue. They're so awesome at creating you know, a community and driving that community towards their app as a tool to turn shoppers into brand advocates. If you've not yet checked out Tapcart, check them out today and get up to two months free when you sign up. It's tapcart.com forward slash down to chat, tapcart.com forward slash down to chat. Now let's get into it. So right well, now, all of our, we're not using retention.com or if somebody's not, all probably most of their abandoned cart loads, all that kind of stuff is really triggering to existing customers. You're not sending it to new. 75%. It's, yeah. Assuming, because yeah, I've never yeah, logged yeah. into a Shopify site. Like, uh, exactly. no, it's, like when you, when you state the problem that way, it immediately becomes clear that there is a huge opportunity to improve. Right. So like there's two audiences of people that are not logged in. Right. One is someone who's on your list, but they're on a different device than they bought on. And then the other audience is someone who you know, we run a co-reg network. So we have a bunch of third-party opt-ins from publishers where their terms of service say that, you know, we're going to sell your data. And in America, you can send to somebody if there's an opt-out link in the email. If they've that's opted a lot of information. In. That's a lot of information in a very condensed, long story short. Um, we have the opt-in, the brand doesn't, but the brand doesn't actually need it to send. So we can expand the audience to that group of people as well. Um, so a publisher, so some type of media company, some publisher gets an yeah. email and somewhere in the terms and conditions, somebody has said, I allow you to share my data with yeah. Th somebody think of else. Like, think of like lead gen websites, you know, healthcare, uh, credit card, mortgage, like whatever. Like there, there is a huge economy in the internet of lead gen and lead gen fuels these identity graphs. You know, they're, they're, it's, it's. It is implicit rather than explicit consent, you know, and it just, it's legal in the US, it's not in Europe, it's not in Canada, but um, you can do it here basically. And then, so so somebody has implicitly opted in, given retention.com permission to market to them, per permission to do that. And then somehow that enables brands to be able to? So yes, the, the, the permission is for us to give the brand the record. The brand can email the record and be compliant with the can spam regulation so long as there's an opt-out in the email from a legal standpoint. Okay, the, makes there sense. Are, you know, typically I have seen Shopify, let's call it the Shopify Plus audience. If it helps them grow, it's very profitable. There is no noticeable brand damage and... Uh, it is legal. They are game. 
several rungs above that, you start getting into a sort of PR type scenario where brands become risk averse. They take on a different view towards privacy and several they rungs they above that. You mean like enterprise brands? Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, like I would be shocked if Nike would do this, for instance. Sure. Right. Like, sure. Just, sure. What's going to be a PR? Yeah. Okay. What's the upside yeah. for Nike? Right. But these like scrappy brands that just just want growth and. As long as it's legal and it's not going to bite them in the butt. Totally. And it works like. Oh, the numbers I've seen are crazy. Yeah. Well, across our system, we 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 believe that people are paying 10 to 15 cents per email on average. And they're getting two to six bucks off that email across the system. And by the way, like, you know, it's a strategy. We show you how to do it. Like we're adding people to your list very quickly. You are unsubscribing them very quickly if they don't engage. And then the net effect is you know, your list is growing, you know, four times as fast as it would if you weren't doing it, right? And like, you're able to get a lot more revenue from your triggered things from a man exactly, car or whatever exactly. it is. Exactly, yeah. And, and okay, so I have I have a few questions. I mean, like I said, the, the numbers I have seen are pretty crazy, but, you know, I've never known kind of like the gray area thing. Um, right. So you're essentially two products. One is, to me, this is totally fine. To me, this makes a ton of sense, especially as I understand some of the cookie issues more. But you're not sending we're not sending as many of anacard emails as we think we are even if we have somebody's email address that that's number one problem one thousand percent correct and by the and way it's getting worse by the way as of like tomorrow we're making our bottom of the funnel product 100 percent opt-in only but we, we're, so we're taking what do you mean by bottom of funnel so so the bottom of the funnel product is the abandoned cart abandoned product in abandoned checkout okay. flow audience expansion um, the second topic that we're going to talk about cookie life extension, we basically figured out a way to get a more profitable audience of people that are opted in that we were missing with this other strategy of first party cookies. And we want to really do the right thing by Clavio. So I'm trying to be like fully above board with them in 12 months. The first step is making one of our two flagship products hundred percent above board, no gray area. That that coreg audience is gone as of like okay. tomorrow. For bottom of the funnel. For bottom of the funnel. Right. So you have your choice. You can use us and be totally above board. If you want to get super aggressive with that top of the funnel product, you're allowed to, totally fine, up to you. Um, but but you can still use us and be totally a million percent compliant in every way. Can I like can I can I can I repeat? I guess yeah. as I understand the problem and solution to you, and you can let me know if I understand yes, this. Absolutely. I don't have like I suck at technical things, but I also think the audience, people listening, might help might find it helpful. All right. Yeah. So kind of what you're saying is if somebody is there's a lot of new right, everyone's familiar with iOS working, but I think there are a lot of new cookie things and privacy changes going on that are probably not getting as much attention. Um so it's previous been that cookies, third party cookies, so Clavio cookies, Facebook pixel cookies, stuff like that last for what is it 30 days what's been like the north i mean a couple of years ago they lasted for six months you know <laughs> and, and now it's, it's just seven been, days correct it's just been getting shorter yeah clavia and meta is now down to seven days so hey go ahead so if somebody has third-party cookies let's say i could go to your website i you i could give you my permission to email you have my email clavio but if i go to your website either on a different device or eight days after I gave you my email, 
I can abandon cart, you won't be able to trigger a Klaviyo flow to me because you just have that no idea it's me. A 100% true statement. Is that not insane? So, and the so, only way to so counteract like, that. It, 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 it has a couple problems, right? Like these, these, uh, these platforms need to build profiles over time about visitors so that you can segment and target better. Klaviyo is one place, but like Meta, Meta's whole algorithm is like based on being able to identify people over a long period of time and figure out who's doing what, right? So like you shrink that to seven days and the effectiveness of running an ad in general and Meta is terrible. Sure. <laughs> like that, so this that is, is why retargeting doesn't work anymore because these this audiences- This is literally why segment. retargeting doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah, anymore. Anymore. It, it, it's, it's, so like the biggest problem and like this is getting pretty specific and nuanced, but I just want to say it because I'm sure there's some technical listeners here. So with the conversions API, when someone buys, Shopify can actually pass an email address for that person. So the conversions API is actually getting all of the conversion information now. What it's missing because of this problem is it's missing 85% of the card abandonment events that you used mm -hmm. to get. Or so page view or anything. I'm well, the card abandonment's the best audience, right? Sure, like sure. the best audience to run an ad to, like if you're free, if, if you don't believe the AI thing one bit about meta and you were just like, you know, Meta's a bunch of idiots. They just take audiences and run ads to them. Like the best audience they used to be able to show retargeting ad to is gone. So if you restore the ability to track over months, you start passing more of these events that were tied to the original visitor that they know. That's basically the biggest thing. And then I, I even think page view, I, I think that it's never going to go back to the way that it was, especially with, you know, AAC and I do believe in the AI stuff. But I think if you can still pass more events back and do so compliantly, you can get more people into your ASC funnel, the bundled retargeting it out. And it just still gives them way more signal to be able to target. There's, there's a, have you heard of event match quality in meta? So yeah, Th this doing this, if you have done nothing to try to solve your event match quality problem, if you're unaware you have an event match quality problem, you probably do. That's that's kind of like step one. If you haven't done anything to try to solve it, then I'm guessing your event score is like three and a half to four and a half out of 10, based upon what I've seen. Um, and with a few simple steps, like this first party uh, cookie pool thing we're talking about, like that can jump up to like six and a half, seven out of 10 overnight and you will basically see it flow through to your ad performance over several weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's and usually do, like do you guys, percent. you guys are able to pass back this first party data. Yeah, to it's meta? part of the product. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so like it's another, you know, we, we, we started in email and then I mentioned before the chat that like, we just started doing this first party cookie pool stuff. Like, I mean, I'll name the vendors. I don't mind. Uh, blot out is in the market. Elevar is in the market. And then Black Crow AI just created this product called Smart ID. Um, and it's very exciting to me because A, we're not limited to just email anymore. You know, like we we are we are undeniably helping people who haven't tried to solve this problem with their ad performance, which that's a that's a massive market. You know, number two, 
not relevant to these listeners, but like it, it like we're no longer limited to e-com anymore because this helps anybody who runs ads, you know? Sure. And then Fair, yeah. number three, it's like we're on the way to make our product, to take our product out of the gray, which stops us dead in our tracks with brands like Jones Row Beauty, right? It's like, sure. Makes sense. Know, no, I, I mean, that's yeah, what, that's what like, we're You're like, I'm sure what you're doing yeah. is great, but like we don't do that kind of shit. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah so this, somebody could. They they could just do your bottom of funnel, just do your data stuff for metal meta and not do dude, kind of like the mid funnel stuff. A hundred percent. Makes sense. Makes but, sense. And, and then and then we're coming up with a way to make either we're just gonna like turn that thing off in a year or two, the top of the funnel stuff, or we're gonna try to do something like the safe ops situation and and just not be passing them to Clavio, you know? Okay. Makes um, sense. Yeah, all right. I will I will get there in a minute. That's one of yeah. my questions. Down to Chat is brought to you by Postscript. In my opinion, Postscript is the SMS platform built for Shopify brands. To be totally transparent, we just switched at Jones Road to Postscript and it is the best decision we've ever made. We were on a competitor before and they started tacking on all types of fees. Uh, the platform was not being improved at all. It was just getting it was just getting really expensive and and the service we were getting was uh, you know just nothing compared to what we've received from Postscript uh, since since being with them. The product with Postscript is just hands down the best that I've ever used. To me, it has the best integrations for Shopify stores of all sizes. It's got the best feature set. The segmentation is the easiest and most powerful. The pop-ups are great. But really the thing that I love is I've never experienced such great service from a software provider. The only time I heard from our previous provider was around contract renewal time. But with Postscript, they've gone out of their way above and beyond to make our program uber successful. And it's really evident that they care about us getting as much value out of our program as possible. So in my opinion, with Postscript, you get the best product on the market, you get it at the best price, and you get it with the best service. There's a reason why the fastest growing Shopify brands like Dr. Squatch, Native, Olipop, Feastables, and now Jones Road Beauty are all using Postscript for their SMS program. Sign up for Postscript today to take your SMS program to new heights. As I understand, I just want to make sure I like close the loop on this. Yeah. Super exciting to me, you know, now that I'm kind of starting to understand it. But the only way to really pass back this data is to have that first party, which is server side. And theoretically, that's the value of something like a segment or a CDP, right? Yes. But I would imagine so, there's a lot of cost to that. Let, there's a let, lot of... Can I give... I, I have a very... Um clean way of describing the CDP market. So there are a lot of CD, CDP products, but they're for very big companies. And the reason why they're built for enterprise is because the problems they were solving were enterprise problems. Basically like websites got so big and marketing teams got so large that you there became a use case to need to segment people before you actually had their email address and either a once you captured it send them on different journeys based upon what they looked at before they got there or b segment the anonymous users and serve them back up in the open internet in ad tech right like for just more more retargeting segments right sure sure smb was doing number two in facebook like that you know what i mean like that that wasn't so the, neither one of these were Shopify. Third parties use. were able to do it for you. Yeah, exactly. Neither one of these were actually small business or Shopify store use cases, sure. right? Another thing that they were doing, well, the way they're solving these problems by laying their own first party cookie on people. Now, a, a new problem that that is solving is this Apple problem of cookie, if you want to call it deterioration, right? So 
I, I am I am not excited about this product selling it to enterprise. They already have a solution. The reason I'm yeah. excited about it is because people like you, um, it's like it's a new problem. No, no, no one is market. aware that this problem a exists and b can be solved in this way. And, and so, so the second thing I want to say is um, I have this uh, this metaphor for the problem that I think makes it pretty clear for people to understand. And this is the whole problem related to Apple's clamping down on first party cookies. So you have this set of pipes that connects your Shopify site to Meta and to Klaviyo and to TikTok. And that's the way to think about it. That's actually the way Meta engineers talk about it. You're piping data into Meta and Klaviyo and that better informs the advertising and messaging you do. Like period, full stop. Like there are these pipes there. Apple, with these privacy updates, they have made those pipes break completely after seven days. You need a new set of pipes. Like it's a really easy way to think about it, right? I want to call our I want to call our product event pipes, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's hey, like you need a new set of pipes. You you can't have rented pipes anymore. They have to be owned pipes. So that's the other interesting thing about this. It's and that's why I think it's like it's so tangential to what we do. Basically, what we've done since the beginning of time is given people more owned audience, right? Like if you're helping them get five times more emails, it's more owned audience. And this is a way where it's not like you have these cookies in a database somewhere, but Apple can no longer kill them because they're getting deployed off of your own infrastructure. If they start messing with them, they're going to break your site and they're not going to do that. Right. So like you have this, this, you know, universe of people browsing your website who can be identified by whatever platform for six to 12 months, which is just, it's, it's like a massively more useful position than, than the world you're in today. And you could go and, you know, go to do a segment or build a CDK if you're, you know, like us, like a, bootstrap Shopify plus store, but it's kind of like bringing like a, you know, like a, yeah, something way too powerful. Yeah, you don't need well, that. You'd I probably think, be overspending, right? Yeah. I think if you guys, it, yeah, it, it would just be, it would just be exponentially more expensive. By the way, like I, I want to give the ad tech part of this product away for free, like blot out and like, like I, I you know, I'm trying to, like, I think this is, it, it would be such an incredible brand play for retention.com. We'll take it for provide... free. Yeah, exactly. Free. Yeah. So like, so like, I think, I think it would be such a huge brand play for us to get like a hundred thousand Shopify stores using this incredibly valuable tool for the ad tech for free. And then it very naturally rolls in. If you're above 3 million ARR and you're interested in this email stuff, then get the phone with sales. It's like a great, um, you know, lead funnel, right? Sure. So all that is to say, yeah, onboarding segment to do this like it's not really what segment was built for and it's like super complicated like we're planning on this being like a shopify app like literally like you just connect it and then and then you like give your meta permissions and then it just does what it needs to do you know that's awesome that's awesome that was gonna be one of my questions which is like how hard it is to set up but yeah, yeah i understand I, I, it, it we haven't built the ui yet it's like still yeah. like back in beta and we're kind of you know but the, the idea is, you know, with the with the ad tech portion of it, not necessarily the Clavio side, because the Clavio side just gets to be a pain in the ass, which is like why it's like, no, with the ad tech side, you can envision a world in which you don't really have to set much up, right? Like 
because we can get the scripts to load onto your site on their own and we can get the meta side, I think, to just sort of happen on its own. No matter what with Clavio, you got to you got to copy three flows. You got to make new ones. You got to make sure the data types are going to the right spot. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So I'm I'm totally on board with all that. That makes sense. I I agree with what you said. I don't remember how you said it, but essentially it's like it's a problem that people are not talking about. They're not even aware of. And there is a solution. They're just not even aware of it. And I'll be totally honest. I was not aware of it until about a month ago. Yeah. Um, but now, now I'm super excited about solving it because it seems like it's like a no brainer. Um, however, I know there's a gray area with some of the middle funnel stuff. You mentioned yeah. safe up. Um, a lot of people have probably seen on Twitter. Eli was actually mentioned in the lawsuit for some <laughs> yeah. reason. Um, tell tell me your thoughts on that. Like, I'm not that familiar with Safe Stop. Like, what? Is yeah. It, how is it different? And what's what's the lawsuit? So, I mean, this is just um, this just sucks for everybody involved. Uh, so, here's the difference between SafeOpt and Retention.com. So, they th- these two biggest problems that we are aggressively yelling about solving our list growth and then helping you with the bottom of the funnel stuff, the abandoned carts and stuff. SafeOpt does not do either one of those things, but they do something that's similar. They use a similar identity mechanism, but they actually send two top of the funnel emails off of their IPs from safeopt.com. And it says very like they, they make an email for you. And then if, Someone buys in 30 days, they take 10%. They sell into affiliate departments at brands. So in, they have a lot more larger customers than us because it's perceived as much less risky. If that makes sense? Like, well, you're not actually putting the third-party emails into my, you know, a lot of brands think about it as you're sending to your list, which isn't actually really the case. Um, but these guys and like, I, you know, we're, I'm very public about where we're at. Like we're at like 20 million ARR. I think these guys are probably like 15 or something and they've been around for 10 years. So it's like kind of slower growth than us. They're running as a, like a cash business, like more power to them. Um, they got, they got named in a very important, a pixel retargeting lawsuit. So like it might as well have been Clavio. There've been, Meta's gotten sued a hundred times for this. Um, hot jar, like, And specifically, the lawsuit was around not collecting consent. And it's under a wiretapping law. Yeah, I've seen some of those. It's not like TikTok pixel stuff as well. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 you read it and it's like. Ooh, CCPA. That's not what it is. It's like a really old law because there's importantly, there's no right to private action in CCPA. The government has to sue you for CCPA, which means they're going to start at Google and it's going to take them 10 years to get down to us if they ever do. And another important thing about CCPA is if you have under 25 million in revenue, it doesn't apply to you, which most people don't know. Um, I mean, it applies to you. So, um, so it wasn't even about, and it sucks. It scares brands because like, you know, they named Pete's coffee and every man Jack, but like, you know, three weeks later, every man Jack's, hitting us up for a demo or whatever. Like they're not really bothered by this, but it sucks to think that like you could be a brand in something like this, but it could have been Clavio, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Clavio is doing pixel retargeting, like meta is doing pixel retargeting. Sure. And what's going on is there've been hundreds of these cases, two of them 
in like Pennsylvania, New Jersey have actually made it to court. They didn't just get thrown out. So there's a bunch of, in my opinion, ambulance chasing class action. I was type going lawsuits. to ask if that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, as, as our privacy attorney um, phrased it, they're searching for a thesis to sue for pixel retargeting. If you are collecting consent for doing this, right? Like if you actually have an accept cookies and in that sentence, it says something along the lines of, you know, we can help with this language. We have it. It's like, you know, it, let's say you're using our technology, not theirs. I only know about ours, right? So we, we advise people to include something that's along the lines of, um, you know, we may or may not take anonymous ad tech, anonymous uh, ad identifiers used in advertising, and we may or may not convert it into an email address if possible. And if we do, we may or may not contact you, right? Like um, if they accept that, there's not really much of a lawsuit there, right? Because yeah. like that, that ultimately, in my opinion, is where all this CCPA stuff is going. It's just making people really button up on consent. You know, they're not saying don't do this shit. They're saying they want the consumer to be aware that it is going on. I'm not a lawyer. These are all opinions of an entrepreneur who spends a lot of time learning about this stuff. Do your own legal work. <laughs> so do you think there's anything differently about how Safe Up does things compared to you guys that kind of, you know, made them the target? Or do you think it's just one off thing and you feel like both are actually above board? Uh, so like, I know... I have our attorneys believe that both are very mm -hmm. comfortably within the scope of today's law. They, you know, you can't use the word frivolous, but like these lawsuits are not, there is no precedent for um, like verdicts that have happened that would right. lead one to believe that this is going to like, anything's going to come of this, right? Uh, it really sucks, <laughs> you know, like it's not, it's not, it's, it's, but like, again, like the, the same thing happened to Hotjar, right? Like, what are you going to not use? Like, a, you know, oh, did people come after them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the pixel retargeting is being attacked broadly right now. And there is a, a group, there is a, a sort of a, a type of attorney that is looking for a thesis to sue everybody under and it doesn't exist yet. They're searching, right? Like, so that is, that is what this lawsuit is. And you're building a company right now. Obviously you're, you know, thinking about the future viability of your company. Is there anything in your mind that kind of makes you think like it's only a matter of time where some of the stuff is not allowed or you're not worried about that at all? I think that it will all be allowed. I just think like, you know, right now we try to get people to use cookie pro and use our language. You know, we feel a lot better if people do just because well, that's my personal opinion. Um, What's Cookie Pro? So Cookie Pro is like one trust is the leader in all this privacy stuff. It's their it's their cookie, you know, accept cookie thing. Right. God. OK. And, and like, you know. Like you should probably have it firing for California people. There's a few other states. But like um, if if you are disclosing what you are doing with our technology a and your privacy policy is probably good enough but if it is conspicuous within that app and people are accepting that which they do at like a 95 percent rate there is not 
Like this is what the law is trying to get people to do, in my opinion. It's not trying to get rid of this technology. It's trying to m make the consumer aware of what is happening. And then be able to opt out if they want, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I think the world is, you know, I have a very high degree of confidence that the world we live in is just a world in five years is a world where everybody's doing the same stuff, even more sophisticated. There are pop-up banners everywhere. <laughs> like that is it. If you're yeah. not worried. So I know, I know you said earlier that you're, you know, maybe even thinking of eventually, I don't want to like put words in your mouth about how you said it, but maybe thinking about getting rid of your middle funnel thing, kind of like yeah. the red. If you're not worried, why do that? That's more of a Clavio thing, to be honest. Gotcha. I just, they're so important to us. And like, we just know. So like, again, Clavio has not, they have not made an official statement about us at all. Either way that they like us or don't like us. We just know from dealing with their CS that if one of our customers and prospects asks if they should use retention.com, the CS rep says, well, it's risky. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They, they, are, they don't say yes, but interestingly, gotcha. they don't say no either. Yeah, like I was our prospects, no. yeah, our prospects wait for a no a lot well, of the time. They're, they're like, I and they're like, no, we'll we'll see if it's screwing you up in like a week, which okay. like I'm totally happy with because we know how to do this safely, right? I was that's um, it. Okay, so that's a good question as well. Talk to me about that because I think that's a, another potential concern. So let's say it's completely legal. Somebody checks with their lawyers, whoever it is, feels really good about it. Yeah, the concern is about deliverability still. Right. All right. What have you seen? How do you guys go about that? So here's what we do. We have all sorts of throttling we put in place. So we basically like figure out how many emails are going out in a given week for a brand. And most of the time we don't have to do anything because like the nature of how frequently people are sending and their traffic, it kind of makes it the perfect rate. But like we make sure that we're never going to be more than one or 2% of the overall volume. It goes out in a given day. Just for overall IP score. Here's what happens. Our positive engagement is super high. The negative yeah. engagement, meaning spam complaints and unsubscribes, it's just higher than would work on its own. However, IP, IP reputation is evaluated over a 24 hour period by domain. So if there's a three in a thousand complaint rate instead of a one in a thousand, but it's only 2% of the overall flow that goes out, Literally, like it, it, it gets so lost in the overall. Sure, sure. It's like total that, percentage. Yeah, of that. that it's just it's just not even a thing. So now here is the breakthrough that we had a few months ago. One of our customers kind of they were going super aggressive. They wouldn't listen to us, and they got in some hot water with Clavio. And they're like, Clavio's telling us to stop. We don't want to. What can we do? And we're like, I don't know. So we thought about it. We work with them. So now this is the best practice that we onboard everybody with. We actually it's it's. The, the, the brand is called Bruce Bolt. They sell batting gloves. Um, so what we do now, what we used to do is say, if you just copy your welcome series and change the subject line and thanks for coming by the site, it works like a charm. And by the way, we didn't have, you know, thousands of people have used this. We've had very few problems with deliverability up to this point, just because of the other throttling stuff we do and how judicious we are with considering an email deliverable, like we'll only give a brand an email if it opened or clicked something else in the past seven days, which is like, you know, we're throwing away 75% of the emails that we could give somebody just because, you know what I mean? Um, now, the, the ultimate protection is 
What we do now is we send them to Clavio, we put them in a segment that just sits there until the next newsletter goes out. They get mixed in with the newsletter. It's one to 2% of the contacts in the newsletter. All of the complaints fall, fall off against the newsletter. And then we put them in a welcome series, the people that engaged positively and say, thanks for coming by the site. And even that welcome series looks pristine. So a Clavio rep couldn't even look at it and say there was a problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you're no longer just trying to abandon cart right away. Yeah, well, well abandoned carts are slightly different. I'm talking about okay. like the abandoned carts are like less. Yeah. They're less, they're lower, you know what I mean? Okay. okay. It, 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 browse, the, you're fine. Exactly. Browse, Somebody hits your site, right they leave. Yeah. We no longer send to them right away saying thanks for talking about the site. Yeah. We mix them in with the newsletter. And then if they engage positively with the newsletter, we put them in a welcome series that says thanks for coming by the site. And that works for everybody. Like it is incredible how well it works. Much less aggressive, definitely. I mean, it, it's it it is. If you understand deliverability, you understand why that works. For sure, for sure. That's why. Well, that's why I think a lot of people's first thought was like, "Oh, why don't I just send this for a different account?" Because then it won't hurt our mind. But then you have terrible deliverability on that account. Yeah, yeah. The whole reason it works is because you're borrowing reputation from your main account, and the percentage of emails going out is so small. And what kind of lift, like? What kind of lift do you see on average? So because of how the pricing works, generally the bigger the brand is, the better they do. We have a case study on our homepage saying that Dr. Squatch in October of last year paid us 20 grand and they made $1.2 million. That's not how it's going to be for a brand that does 3 million a year, right? Obviously. Um, uh, so like on the low end, over 12 months, we're trying to be your best performing channel. So like, you know, if you're whatever, 2X, 3X, we're trying to be 4X, 5X, maybe more. You know, if you start getting into like a 10, $20 million brand, it's it, it can be way better than that. And kind of the nature, you know, there's, there's um, an attribution debate as well. So the attribution on the abandoned cart flow, the product view flow, it's pretty straightforward. It's like, if Clavia wasn't gonna send this and we enable it to be sent, that to me is incremental. Nobody has a problem with that, I don't think. Um, with the top of funnel product, it becomes an interesting debate because we're effectively just giving people, a, we're selling people a list of emails. So it's like, how would you figure out what this list of emails is worth? I think there's two ways. One is you pick some point in the future, call it 90 days, call it six months or whatever. And you're like, how much? did this list of emails purchase from me? That's a little bit gets convoluted because you're probably hitting them with some other media along the way, but like maybe you figure out a way to back that out in some straight line way, I don't know. By that measure, like I said before, across our entire system, I would say like after 12 months on the, on the, on the top of funnel product, we're selling you emails for 10 to 15 cents. They'll be worth at least $2, $1.52, right? On, on that portion of it. Um, and then, oh, and, and by the way, the other thing you could do uh, for attribution is you could just hold out, not send to a few percent of these audience. I was going to ask if you had, because that's that's certainly what I would want to do to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So like True Classic, it. like they, yeah. they, they do, do a hold out. They were, 
they were getting 1.2x on the emails that they didn't send and like 38x if they did. But like they're another massive brand, right? This is like talking about like one of the biggest brands in Shopify, right? Like, um, so it's not it's not fair. Like, cause we have our top plan right now is capped at 5K per month. And you know, we're driving something and say like 500 K for these guys. Right. Like, but that's not a normal. That's wild. Yeah. No, it's crazy, but like, it's not, there's only a couple of true classics, you know? Um, but yeah, it's that results. I am comfortable telling people that over the, it gets hard too, because like it, the nature of our product is that it's just amplifying the throughput of your store. Right. Mm -hmm. For most people sure. during March, during April and May, the throughput of their store is low. So you onboard someone in April, May, and they're like, this thing sucks, you know, but they make five times as much over the holiday season. So like you onboard someone in the holiday season, it immediately is just like putting cash in their pocket to the extent that it was five X greater than the people that we onboarded in, in March and April. We're still trying to like get uh, sort of sophisticated enough to like, you know, manage people's expectations along this this process. Um, no, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Um, well, awesome. I, I, I don't know if I have anything else, Any, anything else you want to kind of share about it. I feel like I asked everything I wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I think we hit all the main points. It was a really, this is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. And I hope I don't really, I don't really care if I think the future of our company is this cookie thing, you know, an ad tech and, you know, whatever Apple's doing, trying to sort of make the effect less and less. I don't really, the stuff we're doing now, the gray area stuff, especially like, that's just not like a Clavio type business, you know? So I hope that the cookie topic becomes something that people talk about more in the future. I think know? people need to more, now Now that I'm starting to understand it, I definitely, I'm happy we talked about it because I think more people need to be talking about it and kind of understanding it. And especially because it is so easy to actually set up. It doesn't require a, a crazy data team. But I also like that, you know, if somebody's going to work with you guys, they have multiple options. They can go the safe route and they can just do the cookie thing, just do, you know, their first party opt-in stuff and probably make a lot more incremental revenue than they currently are. And then that not have to play sure. around with the gray area stuff. Yeah. That is for sure. You guys, um, you guys have a good guarantee or anything? Uh, so like the deal we do is is a 12 month deal with a 60 day out or on the small if it's like we have a $500 a month plan so like a 90 day out for them um and I mean it's not a guarantee but like that's good enough for most people right okay. like it, got it, it yeah it, so I like that you have that option and then if somebody wants to totally maximize it they check with their lawyers they feel good about it maybe they check with Clavio, maybe they don't, that they can get a little bit more aggressive right. but still kind of throttle it and be able to watch and see how that performs for them but obviously yeah. you, you work with some pretty big brands who I would imagine they had to run that stuff by legal. Dr. Squatch is probably, I'm assuming, no yeah, no, not uh, just throwing it up on their site. Yeah, Warby, Dr. Squatch, Bulletproof, like True Classic, they all have legal departments. You know, they, uh, no, we've never not made it through a legal department because it's actually legal. You know, the discussion is the people who have said no, they've decided, you know, similar to you or when we talked to you earlier this year, it's like, it's not something that we're going to do right now. Right, like, so, I'm, 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 I listen. I'm getting closer and closer. I'm definitely getting closer to the bottom of funnel stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so, less of a. I guess maybe it's a legal concern, but it's more. That would be more of like I'd have to run it by a lawyer. Like I don't. I don't have the right. expertise yeah, 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 to be yeah, able yeah, to make yeah, that decision. Yeah, totally, totally. No, I get it. Um, 
I also just put in the chat, which we should put in the show notes. This, you mentioned Jay Cohen earlier. He is like the leading thinker on this cookie problem right now. And this blog post is a bit dense and dry, but it is fantastic in articulating the cookie problem. I, I would imagine he was the one who actually, when I was at Clavio office, I uh, he actually interviewed me for this big Clavio thing that is kind of coming up soon that they're doing like a big virtual event. And I was chatting with him and I asked him about what he thought of you guys and whatnot. And obviously he gave me his unofficial answer, but he explained to me the problem in, uh, in better. He probably explained it how it's kind of written, but like I did not understand the whole seven day cookie problem. And right. I think I now understand it and think I actually can, can communicate it, but it took me a while and he's the person who explained it. So I would highly recommend uh, everybody read that. Yeah, totally. And like, I just love the pipes analogy. I'm going to just go, uh, that's what I'm going to be yelling about on LinkedIn and Twitter and stuff over the next 12 months. Like these pipes. Yeah. It's like, guys, you got these pipes. The, 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 these pipes don't work anymore. I don't know. Are you like, what's your background? Are you an engineer? Are you a marketer? Like what's your background? Uh, I'm not an engineer. I'm kind of just a business guy. Well, no, but I think that's your advantage too, because like right. so many of these people are, are engineers right? and they yeah. kind of communicate in a cookie way. And like, I have no idea. Like most people, I don't think know what that means. And I think yeah. you're probably able to articulate it in a way that resonates with marketers and is a lot simpler. Right. I think so too. I mean, that was what I always thought about blot out. Like our customers started using it last year. I, I started noticing and I went to their website. I'm like, look, like I just have no idea what these guys do. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And people have said That's that about all. our website too. Like, fair enough. Like I'm trying to change that. But oh, like, I, I finally understand what segment is. I finally understand what the value of CDP. It's up to me right. two years. Yeah, 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 totally. So it's an exciting space, man. I just think it's one of these things, the cookie problem in particular, like if the top hundred thousand Shopify stores do not have a solution in place in 36 months, for that, knowing that there is one, I will be shocked. Maybe. Especially because we're giving it away for free, right? It, it, you know, with Blot Out, it's like, okay, you want to charge me twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year? Like, I actually need to see, I need to see it in my, you know, Clavio and Meta and whatever else. But it's like, sure. if it's free, like, I just, it, nobody knows it, knows about it, has it right now. Like, everybody will. That's what's exciting. Especially if it's that easy space. to set up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, awesome, man. I, I really appreciate you having, ha, coming on. Now, I was going to say having me on. It's, that's not how it works. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot. Um, th thanks for kind of explaining everything. But yeah, I learned a lot. I think listeners will get a lot out of this, especially, you know, the, really every part, but definitely just like the cookie breakdown and stuff like that. Because I totally agree with you. It's a problem that I think everyone needs to take seriously. Yeah. Great, man. Well, thanks for having me on, Cody. All right. Thanks so much.